Hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's Star Wars Lads tier list. We are going to be tackling space battles in Star Wars films today, specifically the films. So we're not going to be including stuff from Clone Wars or Rebels. Uh, if we were doing that, that was probably going to be a really long one. Then there's a ton from there. So we decided to stick to the films, the 12 theatrically released Star Wars films. So the Skywalker Saga, Solo, Rogue One, and the Clone Wars movie. So we'll be diving into all of that. But before we do so, please hit that like button down below. Subscribe to the channel for Star Wars content. Uh, we do post a bunch of shorts as well. If you haven't checked out our video from earlier this week, it was how to adapt Darth Bane part two, focusing on rule of two. You'll want to check that out if you're interested in anything Star Wars Legends or anything Darth Bane related, Sith related. It's a good video. Check it out. Uh, so now let us get into the tier list. We'll bring it into the stream right here. Uh, just to go over the tiers, as we always do, we like to do quotes for these. So uh, the first one's not necessarily a quote, but we kind of combined <laughs> a lot of people's uh, reactions to, to blowing up Death Stars. Uh, Han Solo with his Yahoo uh, that he gives when he shoots Vader out of the out of the sky so Luke can blow up the Death Star and then uh, Lando's yeehaw uh, after he blows up the Death Star too. So that's our that's our S tier, uh, just like Beggars Canyon back home is our A tier. I can't shake him is our B tier. Flying for droids is our C tier, and our D tier or F tier whatever you want to call it is she's gonna blow from my friend Grizz Fricks. Uh, that he utters as he gets shot out of the sky in the Battle of Endor. Rest in peace, Grizz. Um, and so, yeah, now that we've gone over the tears, let's get into it. So our first one, we are going in order of the films, uh, not release, but the saga. So starting with episode one, uh, Phantom Menace, we're going to look at the Battle of Naboo. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. I think if we're just looking at the space part, right, I, I think the visuals all still hold up quite well. There's some good use of miniatures here as well as CGI. Uh, it's a visually appealing battle. I think it's not it's not a standout one for me, I would say, amongst these other ones. But it is a good one. But I think it is definitely overshadowed by everything going on at Theed, whether it's with Padme and with Maul and Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon in the Duel of Fates. I'd say visually maybe not as iconic as like x-wings or anything like that but mm -hmm. it's 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 like beautiful it's like one of the more beautiful looking battles just because the naboo and one star fighters are so nice to look at it it is harmed by being intercut with so many different things like the whole palace fighting um the gungan fighting the jedi fighting and then you know there's like some interesting angle works, like especially like the starships kind of going down and across the screen. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard because there's not any real connection to these characters either, other than Anakin. And Anakin's just like, take me off of autopilot. It's like, whoa, this is a lot. This is crazy, R2. And then. Now, this yeah, is pod racing. Yeah, this is pod racing. I don't know. I, I would say I can't shake them. I think there's something to be said about how nice it looks, but it doesn't really have the best of execution. And the best stuff of it ultimately is Anakin accidentally setting off the nuclear reactor from like bombs while he's inside the <laughs> ship. So yeah, I would, I'm happy with with the I can't shake him. I think it's I agree with pretty much everything. Some of the shots I like, especially the cockpit first person shots. Um, I love yeah. the shot of the vulture droids flying over 
So now we jump over to uh, one of our first, we kind of tried to get representation from every single film here. Um, and since Attack of the Clones doesn't really have a true space battle per se, we did go with Jango Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Obi-Wan, 99% of this fight is Obi-Wan being chased by Jango Fett <laughs> uh, and getting shot at. This where the semantics of this whole list get really complicated because for what this is, I love this scene. And the music right. is great. The asteroid stuff is great. The seismic charges. Yeah. Oh my Oof. God. That's the best sound effect. Obi-Wan slide. Some of the lines in this, uh, the Boba and Jango dynamic, you get to see it in action, which is kind of sweet. Everything the Slave One does is awesome. You get to see all the different weaponry it has, the, the missiles from the main guns to the seismic charges. Uh, even Obi-Wan getting to use some ingenuity to get out of it. I, I like this scene a lot. But it's hard to compare it to some of the bigger battles. But I would say I'm leaning towards like just like Beggars Canyon back home for this scene. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, when we we're discussing this before we jumped on here, for you guys watching, and you're like, "That's not a space battle. That's not naval warfare." You're right. It's not. <laughs> but I guess how we're thinking of it is that if a ship has a capability of being in a fight it has weapons online and all that that should yep. be considered and if it has a fighting chance if it actually took that chance then it should be considered battle visually like you said it's great i think it does look a little dated with the asteroids um, some of the lighting and that stuff it's still fun though and seismic bombs the seismic charges still to this day are so <laughs> iconic that they literally reappeared in mandalorian you know boba never had those but yeah. Why not add those? Because they're so cool. And Book of Boba Fett. It does a lot of good things. It really does. But I think I'm going to... I still want to put it... ahead. I'll put it ahead of the Naboo battle Um, on I Can't Shake Him. I don't... I don't know. It's. I can definitely go up once everything kind of shuffles out. But my okay. gut is telling me I can't shake him at the top right now. Yeah, I'll do that for now, too, to see how it all shakes out. Uh, no pun intended. I think we usually, for the shorter tier list, we like to do top fives in there, but I think for the shorter ones, we'll do a top three like we did for scores. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll only put three in the S tier. So that's uh, another stipulation we're putting on ourselves. So we really have to think hard about which ones are going to put up there. Um, but and one we're definitely not going to put up there <laughs> is the one from the Clone Wars, oh. uh, which is not a bad battle by any means. It's got some good moments and i don't think any of these are really bad uh clone wars the battle over teth is the one we went from for from the clone wars movie and it's got some fun moments i was talking before we start recording i i just have a distinct memory for some reason of like obi-wan and oddball and like all these characters in this battle and like oddball freaking out and everybody they're like calm down it's probably my least favorite out of all of these battles. Uh, I would say easily my least favorite out of all the ones we, we have here. So I would say if we're going to have to put something and she's going to blow, I would put the Teth battle. Yeah, no disagreements there. Um, it's nice because they do literally the bigs and Luke scene in the original Death Star battle. But it's quite literally, that's it. And it's so short at the end. I can't yeah. really think too much on it. All right. Well, sorry, Battle Teth. Uh, you're going to go and she's going to blow with Grizz Fricks. But at least you get to hang out with Grizz. 
uh, the Battle of Coruscant from Revenge of the Sith. So this is another one. It's kind of like the Django Fett. I, w- I would argue the Django Fett versus Obi-Wan is a more complete scene. But I love this scene so much. And I think visually this is one of the best battles we've ever seen. Uh, not just the tracking shot at the beginning after this uh, crawl, but everything about it. Just the, the all the visuals, of course, on in the background and the layers to the different fights that are going on the entire time. You get the Obi-Wan and Anakin banter. we got the buzz droid layer. We also have Oddball in the scene as well. We got the Arc 170s, Jedi Starfighters. I mean, there's, there's so many things to love on this. But it, yeah, again, hard to compare it to some of these other battles, especially from the sequels and the original trilogy that are fully fleshed out battles. Or this is more of a vehicle to kind of start the film. It's like, I don't know. This one's really tough for me to rank as well because I like this scene so much. But when I'm looking at the rest of the field here, I, I think I'm leaning toward can't shake him. Really? I, yeah. I was going to say uh, just like beggars Canyon back home. Cause we do see a little bit of the fighting with arc one seventies. I love that shot of like the clone pilot being ejected yeah. for some reason. I just love that clone pilot suit too. Just seeing mm-hmm. it like crash and burn and you just see like, it's like, Oh shit. Like this is like a battle battle. I know they're on very much a forward path. It is very much like being in a roller coaster. You're with them for the ride, but there's not really much to Anakin and Obi-Wan's involvement in the battle. But just the opening shot that draws the boom, 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 like it, it, it's it's a masterpiece in just how fun it is. It's all great, and then you do see Anakin and. Uh, Obi-Wan do things like there's a thrilling amount to that battle so yeah I mean I'm not I won't argue with it I love this scene <laughs> so I'll put it in the A tier for sure it's I think it's a great scene and the CGI is so good it still holds up it with everything we have today yeah. it looks amazing so definitely love that scene it's some of the best filmmaking in the, all the prequels and just in terms of pure like shot for shot filmmaking it's some of the best stuff in the prequels um, okay, so we added the Kessel Run here, which uh, we've got so many different layers to this thing. I, I've always found the Kessel Run exciting. Um, and maybe it's just because Solo is not my favorite Star Wars movie, but I, ne- I don't like feel like it's one of my favorite moments, but it is definitely a standout from that film. I feel like I've seen Solo more than the average person has. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, would, I would put it at I Can't Shake Him. Um, I think there's something just that's where Bradford Young's cinematography it's so dark for a lot of the film because he was using so much natural lights but like just the neon glow against the clouds um, of like the hyperdrive and everything just it it soaks up the environment there's some really cool flying Um, seeing Han and Chewie you know kind of in it it's a homage but it's also quite fun in a way that I it's not like a battle tet where it's like one for one. There is something new and unique. There's a joyfulness to this. And then I love uh, how he gets rid of the TIE fighters using that back to the future reference, landing on the like the asteroid or the ice comet or whatever, skidding across and killing. Like that, that, that is a unique way of killing someone in space. So yep. I, I, I'd put it at, at the top of I can't shake him. I'm okay with that. Uh, okay, Battle of Scarif. Uh, for for me, I think this is the first one I would like to put an S tier. 
I think this is arguably <laughs> it's up there with the best Star Wars battles of all time. Oh, yeah. There's so many different layers to it. The different ships, um, fan service moments are like well handled, well shooed in. Um, everything makes sense. It's and and everything around it from the start of the battle. The fact that it's like a 45 minute scene also <laughs> makes it uh, even better. But the start of the battle to when the the rebels show up to the stuff that's kind of on the surface of Scarif um, with Blue Squadron. And then you've got Red Leader and Gold Leader and um, Radis and like all these things that are just adding layer after layer to it. And the finish it all off with Darth Vader showing up and that scene on the ship, like it's the culmination of it and leads directly into A New Hope. I love this scene. I think it's one of the best scenes in all of like Disney Star Wars since 2015, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. S tier. Um, I love seeing the red leader and gold leader uh, outtakes be reused and brought back to life. They were there, and it made so much sense. It was like one of those things that people were talking about. Like, wouldn't it make sense? And they're like, nah, they're probably just somewhere else, red and yellow. But like, then they show up and. It has to be one of my top three fan service moments in all of us. I will say on top of it, the cherry on top for me is that there's that one character. Well, there's also the like the X-Wing slamming into the gate. Yeah, like, that's and the gate. like that's just such a cool shot. Um, but there's also that one of shot of like in between the Star Destroyers two shield generators. Um, as like it's blowing up, there's like that mm-hmm. spin, which is canonically the dark lighter spin. It has everything. It's it's arguably the best scene in all of Disney Star Wars. So definitely S tier. Uh, the next one is kind of our first ever space battle. If we're skipping the Tanta V4 versus the Death Star, which I mean, the Death Star, the Star Destroyer, our first real fight is when the Millennium Falcon escapes the Death Star. And we have those four TIE fighters chasing after him. And we get the iconic shots from within the cockpit or the, um, the gunner seats shooting down those TIE fighters. So definitely on a scale perspective, this is one of the weaker battles on a visual perspective as well one of the weaker battles but it's super iconic and it's kind of the first there's definitely the argument to be made that it's nobody remembers the scene in the grand scheme of things it's all about the battle of yavin um but john williams score here is really good i think though comparing it with the rest of this stuff i might say either flying for droids or i can't shake them i'd like to put it higher because i love to give praise to the original stuff yeah I'm, I'm feeling flying's for droids not that like it's not fun and everything but it's not really the flying like there's a lot of shots where it's just the millennium falcon is like, yeah. there and like it's cool that you're seeing the tie fighters close up and the scale and all that but it's not like a chase it's not like you're trying to escape and shoot good score and all but it's really about luke and han shooting everything down you know, a yeah. little bit of a like a brotherly rivalry kind of picking up from there. Yeah. But not so much a space battle. So I would put flying for droids. And I agree. It's de- it's kind of used as a pick me up to get over Obi-Wan's depth. <laughs> um, but it's a fun yeah. scene. Uh the Battle of Yavin for me definitely S tier. It's it's still like as great as Scarif is, and this is the original, it's still riveting and it's still it's everything a Star Wars space battle should be a more. We all know what's going to happen, but every time I watch this this movie, for me, A New Hope picks up so much after they break into the detention block, and after that, it just never stops, and the Battle of Yavin is just 
a masterpiece. It's one of the greatest scenes in film history. So I think S tier for sure. S tier all the way. I would argue that it's better than Scarif. Not in um I think Scarif is better when it comes to naval warfare. Like it's truly how it should play. It's, it's modern. It just especially once again the trench run, it holds up so well. There's so many just random characters that just show up. Porkins, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's all right. Ah, it's just like, it's, I, I, yeah, like, that's a character. Everyone in Gold Squadron is such a mess in the trench run. Like, they should be the bomb. They should be able to handle this, right? The original, like, red uh, group run is great because, like, you're like, that's it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, man, it only negative. It only impacted on the surface. There, there's so many good things about it. I, I think one of the best parts of it is just seeing the trench guns just stop firing mm-hmm. and then the music just like picks it and you're like, it's the screaming of the TIE fighters. And it's just like, Oh my God, like it's so good. Just the tension of it all. It, there's so much tension being in there in that moment. seeing all these people die one by one, hoping that someone will live. And then of course, Han is coming in at the end. Just yeah. Cheering on top. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole ticking time bomb thing and the death star about to blow up. Yavin, it's it all works so well. It's yeah. a masterfully edited scene, and it's influenced yeah. every film that's ever come out since. It absolutely is S tier, and I think it, we should definitely put it as number one because we wouldn't have any of these scenes without that. Um, yeah. Millennium Falcon. This so this is this is probably the biggest stretch we have in the whole thing is the Millennium Falcon being chased in The Empire Strikes Back. So this scene never really turns into a fight. It's mainly them on the run the whole time. It is basically the only space thing in Empire Strikes Back. And since we're not doing ground battles for the Battle of Hoth, we are including this one. And that's where it makes it really hard to rank because this is one of my favorite scenes in Star Wars, but it's also kind of a collection of scenes. It's more of like a a moment. It's a full sequence of the film um, versus uh, these other things, which are captured scenes where, Man, I love all the banter between Han and 3PO, especially. I think that's super underrated. It's one of the most underrated parts of the film. For a movie that gets talked about so much, no people don't talk about the comedy in those moments enough. Um, even the asteroid stuff. I think if we're limiting this just to the asteroid chase part, that's such an incredible sequence. And it's, <laughs> it is also very influential as well. Um, even the TIE fighters shooting at the Millennium Falcon, that part. I just, I don't know where to rank it. Because I don't know if I'd say as a space action scene, it's any better than even like the Kessel Run or the Django Fett Obi-Wan scene. But do I like watching it more than those scenes? Yes. It, it's tough. It's really tough because a lot of the stuff really that I love about this whole chase isn't really the asteroid sequence. It's the stuff where we literally jump to them being chased by the Star Destroyer and Han is maneuvering around, getting all the three Star Destroyers to like do evasive maneuvers and all that. But the asteroid fight itself is more about like depth and scale, like getting close to these asteroids, navigating. There's some, there's some sort of navigation to it. It's nice seeing these TIE fighters destroyed because someone knows how to fly well, navigating through these little trenches that are sideways. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. But I think it has to go for flying for droids just at the very top. I want to put it at, at at the end of I can't shake him, but it's he's not even trying to kill these people. He's he's just running. He's he's just running at the end of the day. Man, I feel like I 
I want to put it up here just even if we put it Fair last. Because it yeah. is one, it's a great scene. Battle of Endor. So if we're gonna put three in the top, this is definitely the last of the S tier for me. That's where where I'm kind of at with it. But I, I love it. it. Even if it is definitely a, a redux of uh of episode four, it adds new layers, having the Falcon there, having multiple different squadrons, more than two adds another layer to it. Wedge being in charge of a squadron is great. The A-Wing crashing into the Superstar Destroyer is a great moment. Um, I like the intricacies of the trench in this Death Star more so than the original one, even though the original is iconic. Uh, them having to zigzag through all these pipes, it, it it seems like the you know the Empire at least like slightly learned their lesson from the first time, even if they didn't learn it completely. And um, I know you're your feelings on return of the jedi so i'm interested to see where you're going here yeah so if you guys don't know i don't really rank return of the jedi quite that high like many people that being said this is actually one of my more favorite parts it's nice because there's it's, it's all that warfare that whole shot of every single tie fighter screaming past the FP, uh, fpov of the yeah. um Millennium falcon's cockpit seeing some of the pop, pop, pop shots that it's doing like spinning downwards and crawling through i love seeing the little zigzagging through these superstructures of the uh exterior of the death star too there's just so many little elements just f- seeing all the little dog fights and all that it's so cool um and, and I, I like seeing the variety of ships the a wings and the b wings and the y wings it just i wish we saw more of like b wings fighting and a wings fighting mm-hmm. but it, it, it's 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 a great variety I'd put it as three. This is where it truly deserves the third place. Um, <laughs> more than the film, though. More than the film. Yeah, I love this fight, too. So, yeah, the Death Star, too, shooting down, shooting at some of the ships and stuff. Like, And, of course, yeah. uh, it's a trap. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a great scene. Okay, so we have the battle between... It's not really a space battle, but it's kind of a, a ship battle. Uh, the Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighters in... On Jakku, it is a battle between spaceships. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a really fun scene. I really like this scene, you know, especially in conjunction with the reveal of the Millennium Falcon for the first time in that film. Uh, you know, watching it in 2015, it was super exciting. And it, I think it's a really solid introductory space fight slash ship fight in this for the Disney Star Wars era um but i'm not going to argue that it's better than really any of this stuff up here i would say either bottom of can't shake them or top of flying for droids you know i was actually gonna put it pretty high just like beggars canyon back home really i i i I was um i could see it more like a mid uh i can't shake them c tier um why is because i think it combines a lot of the stuff about um the whole gutter sequence in episode four when they're escaping from the death star it combines that energy because finn is literally taking that place then you combine it with just some really good flying by ray and like navigating weaving in and out some lando a little bit of han um and like that synergy that the dynamism that's really growing in that being thrown in the fire skidding across the sand it's so cool because it shows like visually just looks sick but it also shows like this is on inexperience and the way she like kind of throws her clutch just drops the ship because the turret's broken is such a cool move to make mm-hmm. i would put it mid c then 
I I could see it up there, but then I just from I didn't realize how good the Han Solo in the solo film kill scene is, and that just that's top of C tier for me. Yeah, let's put it behind know. Abu. Behind Abu, it's I think. it's tough because yeah. this is a, yeah this is a true space battle. It's kind it of like a fun action scene. It does lose points. Um, that, yeah. And then Star Killer Base is gonna be an interesting one to discuss because I think this visually and J.J. Abrams usually knocks out the visuals. He's really great visual filmmaker. And there's so many really cool shots in this sequence as well. Um, especially seeing this in IMAX. I think I saw it like two or three times in IMAX in theaters. And there's that first person perspective shot from the cockpit where not only do you see it from the front of the cockpit, but it pans like you're the person's head to explosions in the left side and the right side. I think it's one of the most immersive shots in any Star Wars film for any space battle. I think pretty much everything up until the supposed trench run in Starkiller base is really, really good to great. Again, it's kind of like Battle in the Boo, where it's overshadowed by whether it's Han's death or Ray and Finn versus Kylo Ren. Those are more exciting, better sequences. And this just feels like a backdrop. And it's third times the charm with the Death Star uh, slash Starkiller base thing, which definitely makes it lose points and lose... And, and not even as much points as the fact that it just loses its excitement because you know they're going to blow it up and it's the third time you've seen him blow it up. So I think that's for me why by the time it's over, it's not really that exciting, but it's the first part. It's the like the actual warfare stuff when they're getting shot down by the cannons and when they're getting chased by the TIE fighters and when Poe you know, looks up and you, you get that reaction shot of him seeing the TIE fighters come over the ridge all of that stuff is so good and it's it's such a well done sequence but again I'm, I'm very flexible on this one because i'm very torn both ways i love the filmmaking here but i'm also like the story aspects are definitely bottom of the barrel for me out of all these yeah uh story aspect 100 agreed it's just there it's a good distraction and it is literally serving as a distraction mm-hmm. um I appreciate this more because of reading the Poe Dameron comics, so I have a little bit more of a connection to everyone in Black Squadron. This is a scene that reminds me of the joy of that film, the 2015 feel of being back in Star Wars and like, wow, everything's great again. And I agree, everything until the trench run itself is elite. Like seeing the missiles fly over everyone's head as they're weaving back forth and seeing someone die, that shot is so good. I like seeing the space battle where you can see it's like part of the atmosphere, but they're like just on the edge of the ozone or whatever. I think this is where a little bit of a flaw comes for me in that it's just the episode four crunch run yeah. with an upgraded episode six reactor shot. Like that one, Poe breaks through the trench run. That's whatever. Like that's silly. It could have been done better. Um, but when he like shoots through that hole in the oscillator and it shoots through every single part of it, that's what I wish the episode six ending was instead of like a central little, little thing that was like, well, they're just asking to be shot there. Like I would put it behind, uh, episode three's, uh, opening scene just cause I think episode three's opening scene really? is okay. so great. No, I, I really uh-huh. do like it. I really do like it, but it could have been an easy uh, S tier for me if JJ just didn't go with the most basic and dumbed down version of the trench run. Yeah, and that's where I'm torn. It, it's strange because I love The Force Awakens more than most people do. It's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. 
but it's really it's this whole sequence that like i feel like is the part that every time i'm just not that into because it's just story-wise it just is the same it's the only it's the only real piece of the movie that i can completely go like it's the exact same <laughs> like like it's not just like a spiritual successor it's the third time but yeah the visuals are so good it's i think it's a better visual at fight than scarif but at the same time it's scarif is a million times better <laughs> from a story perspective and the length and the variety i feel like we got to bump some of these up but yeah i'm also not sure it is a longer scene than the obi-wan like i like the obi-wan i think in Django fight more um personally but i think I don't know about but the trench or the Kessel Run. Yeah, this is ultimately like a battle too, which I have to give it yeah. some props for. A lot of the stuff that I can't shake him isn't really a battle per se, more than like skirmishes and stuff. Right, yeah. Battle of Naboo is the only one that's really a battle. I like the Battle of Dakar a lot. And I would say I like this battle better than Starkiller Base. And maybe oh, it's close. I like. I mean, I like the scene, of course, a lot more, but... I love this battle. I think every layer to it, the Poe Dameron stuff um, with him going against the turrets, Captain Kennedy is a great Imperial. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really like this scene. Um, the way the bombers go out, I think visually it all looks really good. Um, I know we're going to get pushback, of course, because it's the last Jedi and the page Tico stuff. I think the shot is great of all the bombs falling. Yeah. And I never understood the people criticizing bombs for dropping. I mean, th there's something pushing them down, right? <laughs> Use your imagination. Come on. I know people are going to criticize us no matter where we put this because it's in The Last Jedi. But for me, I like it definitely better than everything in the C tier. And I think I definitely like it better than the Starkiller base. I'd put it right behind Coruscant. I will agree. I will agree. Yes, it tactically is like one of the dumber ones out there but it it's so fun watching how it's like this literal zoom in to that it's so cool um poe literally it's a different type of strategy i hate the marvel humor of it yes um, oh yes but seeing like the dreadnought appear and then eventually seeing the supremacy appear on top of that it just yeah, it, it's it's so cool. I love seeing him, him like blast his engine, pull back, take out as many turrets as he can. This gets major points for me because this is Captain Cassidy or Captain Kennedy, whatever his Kennedy, name is. Yeah. Kennedy, right? He's the only, I believe he was a former Imperial, but he's also the only one who actually takes things seriously. He doesn't have like bluster yeah. or an ego. He's like, no, like this is serious. Like we're going to deal with it. And even though he loses, it's loses because of the force, because like the good guys have to win here at this moment. And there's, it's like Paige's last thing in this little act, which again, visually looks amazing. And yeah. for the people who criticize the mob things, magnetic bombs, bro. Like, like they, yeah, it's, it's, it's very simple. And yeah. it could be as simple as space. And like, there's like a little thing that pushes it down. So they fall like because little that's rocket <laughs> boosters or something. Yeah. Like there's, uh, and then, of course, I know people hate this one too, but there's also people who love it, and I'm in the love it camp. It's very much representative of The Last Jedi. There's so many elite <laughs> things about it. There's so many things that make me roll my eyes. There's so many things I'm indifferent to. But all put together, it is an above average Star Wars scene. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it's great in that sense. 
yeah, I think it, I think it's a really good scene, and it's for sure logic flaws. There's some questionable things, more more like character questionable things. I really like the fight. We're gonna add the light skip speed skipping scene at the very very beginning of the Rise of Skywalker. It's a decently handled scene. The action's intense, but on top of the intensity and the excitement, it's indicative of everything the Rise of Skywalker is, which is very fast messy and a lot of like interesting ideas that are just like randomly thrown in um yeah i would say probably f- for me flying's for droids be behind the luke uh, scene yeah i would put it ahead of that um but i i agree as much as i want to put it on c tier and i can't shake them it's Everything of the start after the data transfer is handled is great because it shows Finn competent in the gunner seat. He's not afraid anymore. He's not nervous. He's like, yeah, this be a piece of cake. The way that they destroy in the ice superstructure, the planet, no, the ice comet or whatever, the little support beams to crash on the TIE fighters. That's really cool. Hot take, I don't think Poe was totally mishandled in Rise of Skywalker. I just think that he has no time to be fleshed out into yeah. why he's like that. Because everything in that final, in, in that space comet fight is great. It's the moment that they start light skipping is where it's just like it loses. It's it's cool visually, but it, it makes no sense. And it's so fast. You give me another minute here, you learn a little bit more about Poe and all the dirty work that he's been doing, how he's become more of the Han Solo character. But like instead of the optimistic Han, more of like the... I hate my life. I hate every moment. I have to do these things. <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense. I, I, it's not one of my favorite scenes. And the beginning of the Rise of Skywalker is just so breakneck. Um, but anyway, we're getting to the final scene, the Battle of Exegol, which I think is uh, more universally liked than the Lightspeed skipping scene. But I still find this a kind of an underwhelming scene, personally. I think out of all the big space battles in all nine movies or even all 12 movies, well, I guess both. Clone Wars, but uh, 11 of the 12, this is definitely the most disappointing. And I would say because it has a lot of potential and it has, it has a lot of really cool potential with all these ships and we don't really get to track each one. Like I wanted to see some more action from different ones. Yes. It's cool seeing Lando back in the cockpit with Chewbacca. It's cool seeing Poe do his thing. My favorite moment in the entire Rise of Skywalker is when Palpatine shoots lightning into the sky. Um, I don't know if that's technically part of this battle. For me, everything that I remember from the end of the Rise of Skywalker happens with Palpatine, Rey, and Kylo, or or Ben. Yeah, for me, I think this is my least favorite of of the battles from the nine movies, just purely because of the potential of having this many Star Destroyers and this like this grand of a scale, and we didn't really do anything with the tennis side sideline for the other plot but I don't, what are your thoughts on this one tactically it's just so dumb it's so dumb <laughs> it's like star wars fans have a level of like not caring about how it looks as long as it looks cool i wish the rise of skywalker as a whole wasn't so blue there's like <laughs> this huge amount of blue saturation because if it was only here on exegol then it would have been really cool and like you'd feel the atmospheric like anxiety and the pressure of it as cheesy as it is i do love seeing just the whole field of all those ships because it's 
enormous. It's like, holy, like there's that many ships in the galaxy. But there isn't anything cool about the ships themselves because they're mm. all going for that tracking beacon, tracking beacon. Okay, it's not there. Oh, Finn yeah. has the force. Okay, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's visually cool, but there's not too much going on there. I would put it, I would put it at the top of flying is for droids, though I could see an argument for the bottom of I can't shake them. Yeah, I feel like I want to put it here because we have so many and I can't shake them. But yeah, to me, it's a significant drop off from even Battle of Naboo. And it for me, purely, it's the it's the potential here. Like Battle of Naboo is what it is. It, it makes the most out of what it is. <laughs> the concept itself is pretty for, straightforward and basic. But the Battle of Exegol, just like so many things in the Rise of Skywalker, has so many different layers to it that you could do so many different cool things. But it's, it's so streamlined. It's just like as simple as it could possibly be. We, man, they could have done so many cool ideas with this, with this many Star Destroyers and the whole idea of it being a Sith fleet. And so that's it for our tier list for this month. This is April's tier list. We just did the, the Star Wars Space Battle rankings. Uh, let us know what you thought of our rankings down below, whether you agree or disagree with us. I'm sure there'll be some controversial opinions on here uh, with especially our sequel rankings here. Uh, let us know where you'd rank them. And, and you could even give us a, your one through, I don't even know how many we had on here, 15, I believe, one through 15. Give us those down below what you think. We want to interact with you guys. And we always respond to the comments. If you haven't yet, please hit the like button and subscribe to our channel. For more Star Wars content, if you haven't checked out the Darth Bane video, please check that out. We'll also be streaming, I guess it's tonight, so check that stream out. It'll be up on YouTube as well as Twitch, but uh, we will be releasing a re-edited version on Saturday for those of you on YouTube. Because YouTube's been kind of weird with the live streaming uh, thing showing up like way later after we post it. So we'll be doing a re-edited one on YouTube on uh, Saturday. So check all those videos out. Thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.